Welcome to Tucumcari First Assembly's podcast. Now open your hearts to be changed by the Word of God. Christmas is special. How many of you know? Christmas is special. It's a lot of fun, and I have just as much fun now at this age as I did when I was little, and I make it fun. It's just a lot of fun, and, and I anticipate getting up early tomorrow. I don't anticipate that ever unless I'm hunting or fishing, okay? But I get to get up early on Christmas because the kids will still try to get us up, right? And it'll be a lot of fun, and tomorrow we get to spend the day with family and just having great time together and uh, eating delicious food that we don't need, but we will eat anyway, just like you. Come on, everyone. And, uh, and Christmas, Christmas is just so special, and, and I, love, I love the season. I love, I love Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve for me, growing up, Christmas Eve was with my granny and grandpa, and uh, We don't have them with us anymore. This year, Grandpa went and joined Granny in heaven. And so it's different this year, but it's still awesome. But every year on Christmas Eve, I remember gathering with my family in our the family living room at Granny and Grandpa's house. And I didn't intend on crying, you guys. How many of you have been around here for more than three minutes? You've seen me cry before, right? And uh, I, I, I remember every year we'd gather in their front living room and, uh, and, or, or, or the other one, sometimes the den, sometimes the living area, but we, we'd gather together and Granny would hand one of us the Bible and ask us to turn to Luke chapter 2 and to read the Christmas story. And it was always such a special thing from the time when we, when we each got to read, when we could barely get through it, we had to ask our neighbors sitting beside us, what is that word, right? You, you guys remember that? And if you're reading the King James, maybe you still do that. I don't know. I've been a pastor now for over 20 years. I still need a dictionary. Come on, everybody. And, uh, but it, it, it's, it's something to remind us. It's, it, we take it, we go back in that moment. And I encourage you, I encourage you to have family traditions in that way, to, to point back to the birth of Jesus, to point back to that moment and have, have a moment like that for your family. Because if not, this whole thing could just be fanfare, right? This whole thing could just be tinsel and lights and trees that we get tired of and they die too soon, they, all the needles fall off. You know what I'm talking about. And uh, it's not even Christmas yet, and here it is. And all the things, and we get, we get frustrated with the process, but if we keep it what it really is meaningful, the why it's meaningful, the birth of Jesus, he has come. Emmanuel has come. God with us, right? So here's the deal. Before I was a pastor, I, I grew up in church, and my parents uh, often taught in kids' church and in youth and all, of, all over the place. And, 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 and one of the things that you have to do when you're, when you're teaching children is you've got to break down every story. You ever had to teach kids? You can't just tell you got to break it down. Okay? So I'm going to break some things down for you tonight. Here you go. You ready? I'm going to break it down. You ready for this? Here we go. Once upon a time, there was a little fellow named... Chicken Little. He was a little chicken. He wasn't a big one. He was a little chicken, and he was pecking around in the barnyard, and one day an acorn fell off and hit him on the head, 
And he started checking, he started clucking all over that little barnyard. He started raising a ruckus, and he said, what? The sky is falling. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. And he went to Turkey Lurkey, and Turkey Lurkey, he got Turkey Lurkey all up in uproar. Turkey Lurkey got, got all upset and started screaming, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. Turkey Lurkey got upset. The sky is falling. And Turkey Lurkey went to Ducky Wucky. Come on, I'm preaching. Y'all got to help me. Turkey Lurkey went to Ducky Wucky, and Ducky Wucky started quacking all over the barnyard of how bad things were. How, how, how just awful things were. Just Things were just going crazy. Just nothing's normal. Everything's changed. Hello? Can I ask you a question, personal question? You got any ducky wuckies in your life? <laughs> You're like, nope, but I got some turkey lurkies. Right? Right? Then what did ducky wucky do? Ducky wucky, y'all know this story? Ducky wucky went to horsey warsey. And horsey warsey started bucking and running and Oh my goodness, a big hissy fit, he threw it. He shouted, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. It's the end of life, it's the end of the world. Nothing's ever going to be the same. Have you, have, you, have, you, have, you, have you got one of those people on your Facebook feed? Just a question, right? Then Horsey Horsey went to Bossy the Cow. <laughs> Look at me. Y'all know Bossy the Cow, right? If you're by Bossy the Cow, don't look. I'm preaching right now. Come on. And Bossy the Cow finally discovered. Hey, listen. Bossy, Bossy speaks up. Hey, listen. You've got the whole barnyard stirred up over one little acorn that hits you in the head. Right? One little thing. One thing. It hits you. And if you're not careful, that one little acorn hitting you upside the noggin, disrupting your pretty little life. Come on, smile at me. You could have everybody stirred up around you. And we could be just like this. How many of you know what I'm talking about tonight? We could be just like this. We could be ready to, to just be sure that everything around us is going to collapse and fall down. But I'm here to remind you that just because there are problems that exist in this world doesn't mean that God has forgotten us. Come on, somebody. But because Emmanuel has come to deliver us from the pain and the issues of this world, of this life. Come on, church. And to show us the way of life. He will never abandon us. Come on, amen. So this story of Christ coming. I'm going to go there. Luke chapter 2, verse 1. It says this in the NIV. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. And everyone went to their own town to register. So if that was your town, that's where you went. So verse 4, Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. 
while they were there, the time for the baby, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son, and she wrapped him in cloth and placed him in a manger because there was no room available for them. Verse 8, and there were the shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news. Look at your neighbor, say good news. Now look at your second choice neighbor, tell them good news. Yeah, good news that will cause great joy for all the people, not some of the people, not a few people, but that all people should find this to be incredibly good news. Why? Because Emmanuel has come. Jesus has come. On this day, a baby will be born, and you shall call him Emmanuel. Come on, everybody. He has come. Why did he come? A few things you might want to remember tonight. He came, he came because he, he, he became vulnerable for the helpless. Jesus came and became vulnerable for the helpless. How many of you know there's helpless in our world around us? There's people all around you that you know, people that you don't know. Okay? I'm going to paint a picture for you right now that some of you are going to struggle with when you leave here. The last couple of weeks, we became aware of a family here in town that needed some assistance, needed some love, needed some care, needed, needed just some attention. Ladies and gentlemen, here's what we found out. They were actually living in a house in town that doesn't even have windows. Let me ask you a question. How many of you would like to live in a, in a house the last two nights with no windows? There's no stove? How do you keep warm? This mother of three, I can't imagine what they might, might have done. If they gathered in one room, maybe put up a blanket over the window, maybe laid on the floor, huddled together. I don't know what they did. And there were people, there are people around us that we are not even aware of. Come on, church that have needs like this. It's, it's not that an acorn fell off a tree and hit them in the head and they're squawking about it. It's that real life has handed them a tough day. Can I encourage you? I want you to understand, Jesus literally came to this world. He became vulnerable to help the helpless. There's nothing more helpless than a newborn baby. There's no one weaker than a mom who's just given birth. This is the picture of the image of God coming to earth that God displays for us all. And that mama, it takes time for them to regain their strength. But because what? Because that mom has love for that newborn baby. What happens? They get up when they don't want to get up. They stay up. And they'd rather go to bed. Come on, everybody. There's a love that's displayed that's different than basically any other kind of love. And, and, and he's Jesus, Jesus comes in, in the form of a baby born like every one of us was born, only 
most of us had nice, comfortable hospitals to be born in. Jesus didn't have quite the care that we have. Come on. He was also born in obscurity. Why, why would he have been born in obscurity? Well, maybe for the forgotten. Maybe for those who just have felt forgotten. How many of you have ever felt forgotten? None of us want to raise our hands, but I believe there's times in all of our lives where we feel like this. But throughout Jesus' life, he was always looking for the overlooked. He, he still does. He still does. And, and, and we will miss him if we think that he's looking for everyone else. But he's not looking for us. Scripture says that with him, we will have everything. But without him, what will we have? We'll have nothing at all. We'll have nothing without Jesus. But with him, we shall behold everything. Scripture says that our imagination can't even hold all that God has for us. Jesus was literally born in this tiny little town of Bethlehem. Bethlehem was a small forgotten little town. It was a place that was just kind of forgotten about. It was a forgotten to the Romans. They, they didn't pay it any attention, I'm, except when it came to tax time. Come on, everybody. We read that part of the story. Nothing significant can ever come out of Bethlehem. No one ever went to Bethlehem. No one ever talked about Bethlehem. You didn't shop in Bethlehem, right? God has a habit of finding people living in obscurity and raising them to prominence. Amen? 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 Listen, let me tell you something. We found out that that family this week was struggling like they were, and I'm just telling you right now, this church went to, we, we acted right, right away. I'm like, I don't care what it takes. We're going to help them, right? Right? So they have, now they have new shoes on their feet. They have clothes on their back. They have a heat. Come on, everybody. They have, they have something to cook on, right? That, why? Because we can do something. Hello? Well, I can't do everything. You don't have to do everything. Just do something. Just do something. It makes a world of difference. Jesus came from a small, tiny little place of Seemingly insignificant. But there's been no one in human history to change the world quite like Jesus Christ. Why? Because he's Emmanuel, God with us. He's God with us. He, he has a habit of finding people in those obscure places and lifting them, raising them to prom, prominence. I, I'm reminded of the story of Samuel, the story of Samuel, the prophet anointing David, the last son of Jesse, right? Remember? Jess, Jesse's lining up all the boys, right? And what does he do? What does he do? He forgets his last one. He forgets Dave. Dave's still out there tending to the sheep. Right, taking care of business. And now, on one hand, you got to think about it like his father thought enough of him that he left him with the thing, the, the, the thing that would provide their family income, provide them meat on the table. Come on, church. Right? Some of you that ranch, you raise cattle, you're going to eat a cow tomorrow or a steer tomorrow, right? You're going to eat probably something you raised. Why? Because you like it. Prime rib's better than any bird. Come on, church. Hello? 
I've never made a bad prime rib. <laughs> Better than a bird, I promise you. <laughs> but David, David's out there tending to the sheep. But Samuel's come to anoint the greatest king that Israel ever had. Listen, over and over in Scripture, God reminds us that he raises up those who turn to him, who turn to him, who cry out to him, who accept him as God with us. Come on. 1 Timothy chapter 2, 5 and 6. For there is no one, there is, there is, there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom For all men, the testimony given in its proper time. Jesus represents us to God and God to us. He came so that we might have life, so that we might know light. If we want to know God, we look at Jesus. He is Emmanuel, right? He is God with, he's God with us. And then he became human so we could know God. Jesus takes on human flesh so that we might know God. How many of you know there's a lot of world religions? Lots of world religions, right? Lots of world religions. The issue is, is that Jesus actually was God in human flesh. He he didn't just claim to be God. He was God. He became a human so we could know him. He's born from a woman. He grew up like you and I grow up. Why did he do that? Knowing so he can know what we go through, how that we navigate life, what it's like to experience all the things that we experience. He became tired, right? And something we none of us will be in the next few days, hungry. Right? He got tired. He got hungry. He was he was abandoned by his friends. He was falsely accused. He died a painful, painful real death. And Jesus came to an unusual place, to an unusual people. Come on, church. And in a super unusual way, to be Emmanuel for us. To, so that he, he literally wanted to become, he, he wanted to become a man so that we might know him. So that we might understand what, understand what it's like to be able to walk with God. We all know what it's like to walk with a friend. Well, we see lived out in the pages of scripture that Jesus literally walked with his friends. He walked with the disciples. He walked with people in the villages, the towns that he knew, that he grew up in. He walked with them. He was close to them. He loved them like you and I love people. He was friends with people around him like you and I are friends with those around us. He became a man, and then he dies a painful death on the cross. And you and I all know that he rose again three days later, conquering death, hell, the grave, giving us forgiveness, providing to us the, the, the atonement of sin for our sin that cost him his life. He paid for it all so that we might be able to be known by God. Come on, church. Come on. We have to understand who is this man, Jesus. And here's my question for you. What are you going to do with this man, Jesus? See, at some point in your life, you've got to answer that question. He wasn't just any man. At some point, we've got to do something with this man, Jesus. There's a lot of people we can pass by. Come on. 
but not Jesus. Jesus came to us. Isaiah chapter 9 in the NIV says this, for, us to, for, for, for to us a child is born and a son is given and the government shall be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the greatness of his government and peace. There will be no end. There's never going to be an end to his reign. Never going to be an end to his love. Why do we still need Christmas? It's a story 2,000 years old. Why do, why do we still celebrate like this? Why do we still do what we do? Why is that? Listen, because God loves people and so should we. God loves people and so should we. Right? And if you don't have anybody to love this Christmas, would you adopt me? I'm big and lovable. I, I'm a cuddler. Come on, everybody. Smile at me. Some of you don't know what to do with that right there. You're like, oh, I was in until that. I don't know. I'm out. No. And to you, I would say, okay. <laughs> For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. For God so loved you. For God so loved your family. Even those that you don't want to be at the table tomorrow. Hello? For God so loved your neighbor. For God so loved the world. Come on, everyone. Mm. How many of you understand the world right now is in real need of peace? We need more joy than ever before. We find those things only through the light of the love of Jesus Christ shed abroad in our hearts. That we'll never know him in fullness. We'll never know the fullness that God has for us and how he has us to, to love and care for the world around us, like we'll know it if we're following him. If we're in relationship with God, if we're walking with him, we will never know to the extent that God, what God has for us to do on this earth if we're not in relationship with Jesus. Isaiah chapter nine, verse two says this. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Have seen a great light. Those who, those who dealt in the land, who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them a light has shone. I ask you tonight, friends. I ask you tonight: Is that light burning inside of you? Is that light burning in you? If not, go to him. Go to Emmanuel. Go to him. You're, you're like, well, I, I want God to come to me. He already came. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. He already came. Go to him and receive Jesus as the light not only of your life, but the light of the world. The light of the world that will be visible for all to see. Come on, church. All over this room. 
Would you bow your heads and close your eyes all over this house tonight? God, we love you. We're so thankful, Lord Jesus, that your love has gone before us. That you literally stepped out of heaven and came to this earth on our behalf. That we might know you. That we might understand who you are. That we, Lord Jesus, might be able to have a relationship with you. Why? Because you took the sin upon our life, upon yours. You went to the cross. You paid for it all. You rose again. Today, we don't celebrate your resurrection, but we celebrate your birth, this season of your birth. Without your birth, there would have been no resurrection. But God, today, we celebrate the fullness of who you are. Because without your resurrection, we would still be lost and without you. Holy Spirit, do your work in the lives of people all over this congregation, both tonight and in days to come. With every head bowed on this church tonight, I want to ask you, Once again, what are you going to do with this little baby that we celebrate? If you don't call him Lord, then tomorrow is just a family celebration, the giving of gifts. You're celebrating someone's, someone else's birthday. That can be special, but I, can I encourage you? Celebrate the birth of your Lord of your Savior, Jesus Christ. Why? Because the light has come. Emmanuel has come. Come on, church. If tonight, if you would say, you know what? I want to accept Jesus into my life. Would you just raise your hand all over this room? Come on, yeah. Yeah, hands going up everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. The Bible says if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that he's the son of God, that he went to the cross, he died on our behalf, that he, was, that he rose again on the third day, that we would, can call him Lord, that he would accept us and forgive us of sin. Those of you that raised your hand just a moment ago, would you raise your hand one more time all over this place? Thank you so much. Church family, can we just pray with them? Can we pray a prayer, a, a, a spiritual commitment, a time where we just say, God, we're going to respond to what you're doing in our hearts. Because what you do in a moment could change the course of forever in us. So all over this place, if that's your prayer, if you believe in your heart that God is the Son of God, that Jesus is the Son of God, that you, that you want to give your life to him, would you all just pray with me? Say, Heavenly Father, Tonight, I give my life to you. Thank you for saving me from my sin. Help me, Lord Jesus, to get to know you more every day. God, I want to be close to you. I want my life changed, but I want to live for you. I give you my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Amen. Come on, give everyone in this place a big hand tonight. Would you all sit down? One of the beautiful things about Christmas is that the, what the prophet Isaiah said when he said, when he, when he spoke of Christ, he's looking forward 700 years, like, like Dennis said earlier, 700 years before the birth of Jesus, that there would be a light that would come. That Jesus would come, that he'd be born into the darkness. How many of you know that was dark that night? Like it's been dark around here. And friends, I don't have to convince you, Chicken Little didn't do it either, that uh, there are some days where those acorns hit us in the head. And we feel like things are falling apart. But we can know that what? That God has come. That the light's truly here. That the light's truly here. And that light shined. It shined then and it can shine now. But in this season, we celebrate that that light has come and that light shined. And it not only impacted, and not only impacted his family, it began to impact the disciples, it began to impact the people around him. Come on, church. And the Bible says that it went all throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And today we celebrate, we celebrate because we get to receive that light. Amen? I'm going to ask every one of you to stand right now. Just go ahead and stand up. Stand all over this place. All over, all over. Tonight we're going to sing, we're going to sing this song. And as we sing, I want your light to do what light does. And I want your light to shine out. And as your light shines, let it reach those around you. And let us celebrate that true light has come. Thank you for listening with us today. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fa. Or join us for service Sundays at 9 or 11 a.m.